Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I want to give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once, and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles. On this podcast, I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this. In Wishing You Wellness, we talk inner child healing, mindset shifts, radical self-love, the art of intentional living, and so much more. Think of me as your mental wellness bestie. If you're ready to step into your power and change your life, just hit play. All right. Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome back to another week of Wishing You Wellness. It is so good to see you. As always, I am super, super stoked because this is like the third guest I've gotten to interview in the last couple of days. And it just really lights me up being able to work with guests and bring people into the virtual studio or my physical studio and just to bring new voices and new energies and new insight to the show because that's what we're all about here, you guys. Um, Lots of updates. I do have a big announcement on my Instagram. I'm not going to actually give it away here. I'm going to make you go to Instagram to find it yourself, but it's there. And I will be giving more updates on the retreat coming up this spring very, very soon. So keep your eyes out for that. Today is very, very exciting. Today I have my lovely friend Aid on, and she is in my eyes, like the epitome of the rave world. Like, I feel like you are so immersed in it. You are just so a part of it. And yeah, that's why I brought her on today because I want to talk about the mental health benefits of raving and just the rave community. Because I went to my first rave like pretty recently and I, it was like a spiritual awakening. I was like, I'm finally (laughs) home. My family, I'm here. I've made it. Like I I'm playing. I'm just having fun. I just feel like myself for the first time in a long while. And so before I get too into this, welcome, Aid. It's so good to have you here. Thank you for showing up and sharing the space with me. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, of course. And I would like to just open a few minutes for you to kind of introduce yourself and what you do and what you love and kind of just your connection to the rave world. Yeah, Woof, big question. <laughs> so my name is Aid. My full name is Adriana. I currently live in Austin, Texas. I've been here for about five years. Previously, I was born and raised in Arizona, and that is where my whole rave journey kind of started. I was going to school at Arizona State for a marketing degree, and in my free time, I started going to raves and festivals in 2015. So about seven years this year, it'll be, which is crazy. And, you know, through my time going to raves and festivals, I just really loved the space. And I also found that there was a lack in content in terms of how to prepare for these events. I was going to my first Coachella and I had no idea what to expect. And so in 2017, I launched my brand Vibe with Aid, which is a music festival content platform at this point, providing tips for music festival goers, for anyone going to Coachella, EDC, a lot of festivals in general. I've been to a lot of them. I still have a couple more to go, um, but really just providing tips for the community. And so over the past five years of that brand growing, I've just really developed it. And In 2021, I ended up launching my own coaching business. So I am a fulfillment coach. And honestly, raves and festivals is like the ultimate fulfillment in life sometimes. Mm, So I really wanted to transition that into my life. And I've been able to do that and create a life that feels really good and fulfilling to me. 
Uh, and so now I help women do the same. And I quit my nine to five last year, been doing the coaching business, been doing content creating and still keeping vibe with it going. So it's been it's all, it's so crazy when I say that out loud now, because now I think back to like my, my first race has brought me to this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) It was like kind of crazy when I like look back, like had I not gone, gone to that first event, who knows if I'd be here, you know what I mean? So that's kind of a little bit about me. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's incredible. Do you mind sharing the story of your first rave with us? Oh yeah. (laughs) It's a little bit of a mess. Um, so the first one I ever went to, it was called mad decent block party. And this was like the gateway event for a lot of people. It was a event that was hosted by Diplo and it was a one day event held at Rawhide, which is like the Arizona venue used to be, um, they don't hold events there anymore. Um, but it's this big outdoor venue. And it was just this one day event. I think What's So Not played, Oliver Heldens. I think even Post Malone was on that lineup. Um, I saw like maybe two acts. And then I ended up having to uh, be a rave mom for my first event, which was crazy. Um, My little in my sorority, which she knows that I share this story. She had an edible and too much of an edible. (laughs) She was on another planet, honestly. And so I was taking care of her a majority of that event. And I really had to look out for her. So I missed a majority of that day, which was fine. I was, you know, there. I brought her with me. So I was going to take care of her. And we ended up leaving during Diplo. And, you know, from the little glimpses of fun that I had, I just knew that there was something here that I really enjoyed. I had been listening to EDM, you know, some of that progressive house, like, Avicii, Swedish House Mafia since like 2013. So to actually be in an event where I was surrounded by it, I was like, this is cool. I like this vibe. And so a couple months later was when I went to what I would consider my first real event, which was Decadence, Arizona. And that was a two-day New Year's event. And that was where I really like felt like, okay, this is what it's about. The community, the love, the music, and just like being so surrounded by it that I was like, okay, now I get it. We're here. I want to keep going to all of these events now. (laughs) Yeah. Now I can't get enough. I feel like it's actually kind of funny because we have a similar first rave story. I went to my first rave, like literally a few months ago and (laughs) she knows I tell the story too. I gave my friend 10 milligrams of edibles because you know, she doesn't really mess with the stuff. And so in my mind, I was like, nothing could ever go wrong. It's 10 milligrams of edibles. (laughs) things went wrong. Things went south really quick. And so I had the same thing. I ended up leaving early. I didn't stay for the evening stuff. I just was there for all the day stuff, but I felt so unfinished. Like I felt like I had just gotten home and then I had to leave and I was like, Hmm, I'm scheming to get back. And so I'm going to breakaway fest next week in Kansas city. And there's like a linium chain smokers. Yeah. Some good show. And so I'm very, very stoked to actually go and like see it through because I feel like I have just found my soul fam in the rave community. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is a great time, honestly, to be getting into the rave community because I feel like there's just so much good music out there right now. So many incredible artists. And then there's also just like an influx of new people coming into the community, other people that are just as excited about it and want to learn more about it. And 
I've also been noticing there's more and more content creators out there now. When I was getting into it, you know, music festival blogs were the thing in terms of like IEDM, EDM Maniac was just starting out. But now there's like so much content out there that it's really exciting to be seeing all of that getting portrayed because before it was just like me, Emma Capotis and like cotton candy raves. (laughs) So it's definitely been like an exciting time to just continue to watch it grow. Mm, what's your favorite part of the rave community and being a part of it? Oof. It always comes back to the people. Like it's always the people for me. I know a lot of people are saying like plur is dead or like people don't say, excuse me. And when you tie in spirituality with it too, you kind of get, you know, well, you put out what you get, you know what I mean? If you're putting out that energy or constantly looking for that energy, you are going to get that energy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's also location-based. I'm sorry, my SoCal people, but you know, the SoCal people, the mainstream are just looking for a party kind of thing. Whereas here in Texas, I do not really experience any of that. Even at some of my other festivals I go to, I really have not had bad interactions. And if I did, I just brush it off. You know what I mean? But it really does come down to the people for me and the experience and getting to see my favorite artists live too. Like just getting to see that is also really special, but it always brings me back to the people and the moments that we get to spend together. And also the people that I get to meet, like I've met so many people that I would not have met if it wasn't for going to raves and festivals. Oh yeah. You really do meet the most incredible people. I met, I was only at reconnection fest for like five or six hours, but I met the best people, like the most open-minded, like inclusive, friendly, kind people. And like, I looked around and I felt like I could be friends with absolutely everybody I looked at. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So uh, another question I have for you is I imagine that there's, so I'm a traveler and when I get back from traveling somewhere really amazing, there's like a crash and I'm like depressed and sad. Mm -hmm. I am sure there's something similar with raving. And so I'm wondering how do you maintain the rave lifestyle or just like that fun, playful, exuberant spirit lifestyle after the last set ends? Like after you go home Mm -hmm. from the rave, you're between raves. How do you keep that energy going? Well, I don't really have that crash anymore. I used to so bad, but then when you have that abundance mindset, right? You just know that there are more events to attend and there's an abundance of them that are available to you. And while we can't go to them all the time, it is important to carry that energy. So I usually bring back certain things like those lessons of like being present, being kind to others. Like those are things that are very ingrained in to me constantly. And, you know, I think the pandemic also had something to play with this because there were no events for a while. And so I really had to focus on what I could focus on until events came back. And so when I come back from an event, I really focus on myself and my goals and use the next event as like motivation of like, okay, I got myself to this point for this event time to like grind it out. And then I can be, you know, fully present and celebrate whatever the next one, right. Especially owning your own business. There's usually like launches or like big things in your business happening between these events. So I kind of use those as like a motivation of like, Oh, this will be great. Like by the time I'm wrapping up this or launching this, I can go to a show and celebrate or go to a festival and celebrate or something like that too. So that's something that I've really worked on is like, okay, I feel so amazing in these festivals. How can I feel so amazing outside of them in my own day-to-day life? 
And that's what I do with every event, every time in between events, it's an opportunity for me to get better and for me to focus on my goals and to grow. So that way I feel even more amazing at the festivals and there is no crash. Um, Mm. and there's more just like easing back into things. Yeah. I love that because it's like how we're like, we all build a life that we're trying to escape from for two weeks for a vacation instead of building a life that we don't need to fucking escape from because like every day feels really, really good. It sounds like you're like living in total alignment. So power to you, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, It's been a, been a journey for sure, but it's been so worth it. Mm, I always is always as I tell that to people all the time, like we're here on this journey. It's not always easy. It's not always comfy, but it's always a journey and it's always something we got to (laughs) do. So in terms of mental health benefits from raving, I would love for you to share some insight on that because I can speak that I left the rave feeling like I had just like had the most amazing mushroom trip. Girl, I did not have one gram. I did not have one milligram. (laughs) I did not have any mushrooms. I just felt so high on life and so good and like something about the energy had just impacted me. So I'm curious, what do you think it is about the rave scene, the rave, the rave community, the rave vibe that like feels so good mentally? Hmm. Well, I think the biggest thing is just the openness to be and openness to receive, right? Because when we're in our, you know, society, we're going out day to day, you know, there's the fear of judgment. There's the fear of you know, not being myself or fear of portraying someone else because I'm afraid of not being accepted that when you step into the rave world and going to festivals and events, it's like, oh, I'm supported here. I feel comfortable here. People aren't going to judge me. You know, people like I can make friends and there's also that childlike play, right? Like you can walk up to someone at a rave or a festival and introduce yourself and become best friends. You know what I mean? Like we did when we were little kids. Um, and if the festival, you know, focus on focuses on certain activities and the experience too, that also enables an inner child kind of like play and he- healing that, you know, maybe your heart was yearning for that you don't give yourself outside of raves and festivals. So I think it's a matter of being able to let go of, you know, the idea of who you should be leaning into that openness and acceptance of like just being who you are and feeling that support from others and being able to just detach from, you know, the day-to-day and the goals and, you know, what you're working on or other stresses at home just for a weekend and getting to let that go and just play and have fun that I think it is a lot of a release for a lot of people for, you know, those mental health reasons. Another thing I also want to add, and I think it's great that you touched on this is that you don't need substances to really have that feeling and to feel that magic. You know, I don't judge anyone who partakes in that as long as they do it safely. But I think that's another thing that can play a major part because when we do partake in those things, those can affect your mental health greatly. Mm. So I really do try to emphasize, you know, partake in those things if you want, you know, test your stuff, but do know that it can affect your mental health as well. So we want to make sure that there's kind of that balance between taking care of yourself and allowing that to, you know, come through with the rave community and everything. And then on the outside, also taking care of your mental health in that way too. Mm, And I love that because you and I had just been talking about the idea of sober clubbing and you can go Mm -hmm. out and have a good time without the substances, like no judgment, have your champagne here and there whenever you want it. I don't care. But like, 
you can have so much fun sober. And I was dancing like crazy at this rave. Like I was literally just like, it was the middle of the day and I was just like vibing out sober as hell. And people were probably like, I want what she's having. And it's like, no, I'm just like, I'm high on life. And I think I love that you said the inner child analogy because Mm -hmm. growing up, like throughout grade school, throughout middle school, and even into high school, I would wear these outrageous outfits as a form of my self-expression. I would wear like tutus and like these big Mm -hmm. ears and like, it's clicking all of these bracelets. And I was always teased and people were like, why are you dressing like that? And I was like, I don't know, but I just feel like I want to wear bright colors and sparkly things that light up and spin and twirl. (laughs) I was like, something about this feels so good to me. And I've spent my entire adult life walking into rooms dressed like this and having people stare at me. And finally I got to my first rave and everyone was like, you look fucking amazing. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, finally. (laughs) Yes. The self-expression is amazing. Always. Yeah. That's another good way of putting it for sure. Uh huh. I feel like my inner child just loved the entire experience. The little one I was at, it was in Astral Valley, Missouri. So very tiny, but surprisingly, yeah. like so many beautiful hippie souls were there and they had these like <laughs> childlike activities. There were like bubbles. There was this class for hula hoop flow that we were doing. There was a oh, sound fun. bath. Yeah. And so like, I think that there's this stigma behind raving still just like ever so slightly that exists out there where people think raves are just for doing drugs and like getting fucked up. And that's not the case. Like raves are for healing, for like growing, for exploring, for playing. Yeah. They're huge spiritual playgrounds if you let them be for sure. And the inner child play, that sounds like electric forest. Electric forest is just like that. Now, you know, there are the festivals festivals that really only focus on the music and the lineup and whatnot, which, you know, people can go to those and those do feel like one big party, but there are, you know, some of those more transformative festivals that literally cultivate, you know, the things that we've been talking about. Yeah. Because you meet all of these energy workers, these Reiki Mm -hmm. healers, these like flow artists, all of these artistic, creative, open-minded people come together. I think it's called a melting pot. Yeah. Because my my human design is a generator and it says that Same. I do really, yeah, yeah, of course yours is. Of course, me, you and Maddie. <laughs> Literally, of course. I love it. Uh, I just course. got off a call with her and I told her that I was interviewing you on this and she was like, oh, it's going to have such good insight on rave and mental health. I was like, girl, you are telling yes. me. Yeah. Mine, I think also is melting pot or marketplace or something. I think is what it is. Vibing off think- the community and everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was melting pot. And that resonated so heavily because I don't feel comfortable in a room where everybody is similar. I don't feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, in a space where everybody dresses and looks the exact same. I feel so comfy when I'm with the misfits and the oddballs and the weirdos and like my people. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like that's the rave community. Like, I feel like I found them. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely. You'll meet so many different types of people. It's crazy. (laughs) Okay. So would you like to do some fun rapid fire questions? Oh boy. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. What is your to date favorite rave outfit you've ever worn? Okay. Rapid (laughs) fire. Honestly, electric forest day two comes to mind right away. And this was like a neon green trippy checkered outfit from Ray with me hunte and I paired it with like a 
holographic chain bell. I wore like these neon boots from Festy Bestie. And then I had these, um, they're like fluff cuffs, but they're meant for like space buns, but I wore them as like cuffs and they were like green and fluffy. Um, and then I had green neon glasses from Amazon. That one was fun. Like doing a whole monochromatic green look. I've never worn green before to a festival. So that was like stepping out of my comfort zone, but I really liked it. <laughs> oh, wearing green. You were lucky that day. Lucky day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next one. What is one item you will never forget when you're packing for a rave? Oh, earplugs without your hearing. You will not have it. You know, when <laughs> you have yeah. not be able to hear the music ever again. Um, and also you can get really bad tinnitus ringing in the ears. So I will never leave without earplugs. Like I can leave my phone at home, my wallet. I don't care. I'm going with my earplugs. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've never heard that. So that's a good tip for me to write down after this call is bring fucking earplugs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get mine from sound earplugs. It's sound with a Z. Um, those are my absolute favorite, but yeah, especially if you like being up front, you need some earplugs and you need them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm definitely like a rail grabbing kind of girl, like yep. even at concerts, I want to be up there in the, in the action. So I'll definitely have to abide by that. Um, yeah. next rapid fire, next rapid fire. What are your big three? Ooh, Taurus sun, Virgo moon and Capricorn rising all the earth. <laughs> Whoa. I was going to say, are those all three earth signs? Yeah. All three earth signs in my big three. The rest of my chart is a little bit like has a lot of fire in it and some water. I think I have like one or two air placements, but yeah, the big three is all earth. Wow. So I'm a Sag sun, which makes like a lot of sense, but then yeah. <laughs> ironically and weirdly, I'm an Aquarius moon and a cancer rising. And I tell people that and they're like, I am not getting any cancer energy. And I'm like, yeah, me either. I have no idea. Yeah. Especially as your rising sign. Well, it, I see yeah. like the caring energy, like the, you know, the nurturing energy that you have, I would say that comes across but then the outgoingness is definitely the Sagittarius, like, hi, hello, but hello. <laughs> I, 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 w- I would say that's where definitely I see your rising tuning in Aquarius. I would need to actually hang out with you in person, which we're going to for that to come through. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we're going to, and it's so soon. So that's yeah. next rapid fire question on a scale of one to a hundred. How excited are you for fruition? Oh my God, a million. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's like my first retreat. And of course it's with Maddie and I get to meet so many people that, you know, I've met through like my own coaching stuff, but also Maddie's community and stuff. So yeah, I'm super excited. And I also it's- think one of the girls in my meta program is going to be there, Michaela, which I'm excited about. Yeah, she is her. And I talked about it. It's so crazy because Maddie has brought together this beautiful community and everyone's mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, I know her. Like I just did a call yeah. with her. <laughs> we just went live last week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to meet everyone. I watched back the recording call and I just got like so excited. So hopefully I can join the next one and meet everyone. Yes. And for my listeners who don't know what fruition is, fruition is a retreat that Maddie Maple is is hosting in October. Um, It is a luxurious, like embody your inner goddess kind of retreat. There's a tattoo artist that will be there, a DJ, a personal chef, like it's going to be a big deal. So if you are interested in something like that, go head over to Maddie's Instagram because 
it's going to be fun. And you want to be there with me and aid. Like we're a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for the day. That's like mini rave. And like, I'm already yeah. planning my rave outfit, like to bring it back to raves. Yes. I can't imagine a better way to spend a night than like dancing under the moon. That's just mm-hmm. like, gonna be so fun. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Like a little so, mini festival. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was just thinking it gives festival vibes. I feel like retreats, yeah. festivals, like I just want more of that in my life, like mm-hmm. community experiences. Okay. So let's do, let's do two more rapid fire just to be fun. And okay. I'm going to pull these out of my list of random ones I've used on people before. Okay. What is one thing you are very good at? Jeez. Well, I will say what ties in with, I think my purpose is I'm really good at learning something and trying it, optimizing, and then telling someone how to do it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, um, I would say that's kind of how I've been all my life. And like, I used to think my purpose was helping people, but then I was like, eh, like everyone says that kind of, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I was like, what is it really? And it's always been like, I help people because I've like learned something or I've like understood something and was able to like tell them how to do it. And if you think about it, like that's literally my whole brand vibe with aid is like, oh, here's how I go to festivals. Right. But then I was even thinking back to other things and like, you know, in school, people would ask me for certain things uh, to help them with like math or homework or I don't know, studying for a test or whatever. And like, it was always just because I I got it or I understood it. Or if I didn't get it, I would go back and like figure it out, you know? I'm sorry, I know this is rapid fire, but that was the first thing that came to mind. I love it. Yeah, it sounds like you have a, I mean, I already knew this because I've done a call with you, but like a very teaching vibe, like a good teacher energy. Like I want to listen to you. I want to hear what you have to say. Like, I feel like there's learning to be done from you. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that was beautiful. (laughs) Um, and the last rapid fire question, if you had 24 uninterrupted hours and you could go anywhere, do anything like be with whoever you wanted, where would you be? What would you be up to? Oof. You know, I'm going to go with my first thing. And that was going to Berlin. I want to go back to Berlin so bad. So that was the first thing probably would take chase with me. And we would go to like some underground techno sweaty club of some sort. (laughs) That's speaking to my soul. Yeah, I don't know why like Berlin just came to mind right away. That was a city I went to 2015. Maybe I did like a summer internship trip. and it was like one of my favorite cities. Like I could literally see myself living there, but yeah, I, I, going to Europe has just been on my mind since I've been seeing so many people in Europe. Girl, it has been heavy on my mind. I lived in Spain for six months. And during that time, I just oh. kind of like, I bounced around a lot, but yeah. I left a couple stones unturned like Budapest and Amsterdam. I didn't yeah. get to, and those are like two of my top. So I am Hope and determined to get back to yes. Europe next year because I have a lot still to do. What part of Spain were you based in? I was living in Leon, Spain, which is in the north. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like near the mountains and near the border of Portugal. It's very, oh. very like probably three or four hour bus ride from Madrid. So it's out of the way. There's mm-hmm. not a ton of English. The people who have lived there have lived there for centuries. Yeah. It's it's a bigger city, but it's definitely still like small town mm-hmm. vibes. And I always tell people, look up pictures of it, Leon, L-E-O-N. 
it literally looks like something out of a fairy tale movie. Like it's just mm. castles. Everything is yeah. castles and it's so freaking magical. Yeah. Have you heard of Alicante? <gasps> yes, Alicante is beautiful. Yeah. I stayed there for a summer in high school. Um, cute little beach town for anyone that doesn't know. It's on like the west or east side of Spain. Um, so yeah, we flew into Madrid and then we you know, stayed in Alicante for like a couple of weeks. And then we were traveling up to Barcelona, Valencia, you went to Toledo. Um, but yeah, that was like a long time ago, 2016 or, or 2012, actually, because I was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Spain that- so much too. There are so many beautiful areas and I don't know what it is, but Barcelona just took my heart. The first mm-hmm. time I landed in Barcelona, I was just like, oh, I'm home. Yep. Yep. I need to go back to Barcelona too. (laughs) There's something about that Spanish energy. I just, I love the tapas. I love the midday nap. I love the energy. I love that people don't go to the clubs until freaking one in the morning and they don't go (laughs) home until five in the morning. Like I just love everything about it. I think that everybody who has the capacity should live in Europe, even short term once in their Mm -hmm. life or live abroad Mm -hmm. in some form, because like the lessons you learn about yourself, about the world around you, like they're priceless and you can't get them anywhere else. Totally. Totally. I agree 100%. (laughs) Have you done any traveling on other continents like Asia or South America or Central? Nope, not yet. That's on my list. I really would like to take my dad back to Japan one day. My dad was based in there. Well, my grandpa was based in there when my dad was there in high school, I want to say. He was like 18 and he got uprooted to Japan. (laughs) And he always talks about that time. And so whenever it's kind of, you know, safe too, I would really like to take him to Japan. That's like a, that's like a goal of mine to save up enough money. You know how people want to like save up for their parents' house and stuff. Like my parents already have a house. So I'm like, yeah, what else can I do? So like my mom wants to go to electric forest. So we're going to figure out how to get my parents there next year. But I know my dad really wants to go back to Japan. So that's like a for sure thing that I need to do next, I want to say. Um, and then, yeah, I would love to go to like, you know, Brazil or something. Um, Bali's always call my name. Thailand's always call my name. So we'll see oh. when all of that can happen. <laughs> that is so incredibly inspiring that you want to give back to your parents and like I just feel like that's such an abundance mindset of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can pay for this extravagant trip for my family and still be fine. Like financially, I'm not worried about it. And that just goes to show like the more we put out, the more Mm -hmm. comes back around full circle. Mm Yeah. And I also, I can also preach on the importance of you getting your ass to South America um, when you're going to Brazil, make a stop in Peru on the way because of all the countries I've been to. Peru is the one that like, I always just come back to Mm. mentally. Just like, have you seen Machu Picchu in pictures? Yeah. Yeah. I think my friend Rachel went and she like loved it. Man, I I haven't been the same. (laughs) Like I was also on an edible. (laughs) I was also on a little cookie edible, but like when we rounded the corner and I saw the view for the first time, I was like, yeah, wow. This big fucking beautiful, Mm. magical, incredible earth is here and we are meant to be exploring. And I feel like that's when I really found my love for like, not even just travel because I'd been traveling since I was 16, but like international travel, like Mm long-term, like going abroad, learning about a culture, like immersing yourself and not just going and staying at, you know, hotel 
expresses and eating McDonald's, mm-hmm. you know, like actually going yeah. and experience. <laughs> because like, you know, people travel sometimes and if you want to go the touristy route, you're so welcome. I'll never gatekeep traveling, but I feel like there's mm-hmm. something so special about truly experiencing the local cuisine, the locals, like their culture, like their little piece of the planet, their little corner of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's so special. It really, like, I haven't traveled like that since 2016. So I'm very long over two for it. Girl, it sounds like it. You need to book a flight. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. I've been doing more, obviously the traveling for festivals and stuff, but I think you know, my boyfriend and I were talking about it. Like we're going to start kind of compromising and, you know, we'll do one festival trip and then we're going to do one travel trip, one festival trip, a travel trip, and kind of like alternate it that way. I think is where we're moving to now as we're getting older and have more money. (laughs) Yes. I can't wait. (laughs) I'm 24 and I'm like, okay, what year do I turn that I end up just having a fat bank account? Like when does that happen? (laughs) What birthday is that? I feel like it's going to be 25 fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So big question. Do you have any I guess not big question, but like broad question. Do you have any general tips for beginner rave babies like me who are just getting into the rave community, who don't really know what to pack, or maybe they feel nervous or anxious or like Mm -hmm. just any tips you would give somebody who's just pulling up to the scene? Go to my YouTube channel. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I, I've created a lot of content for, you know, beginner rave babies. I feel like that Yeah. I mean, I've created a lot of festival content like that, that you can kind of for the tips and all of that stuff. Like I can say all of those things, like staying hydrated, wear your earplugs, like all of that stuff. Right. If you look to other festival content creators, you can get some of those like basic necessity kind of tips down. But what I really want to get across is, you know, the idea of having an open mind, right. Just being open to whatever experience and also letting go of any expectations, right? We tend to think on social media, there's a lot of portrayals of what raves and looks like. And it looks like so amazing with like the euphoria music and like, you know, all that stuff. But sometimes it's not glamorous. And some sometimes you're waiting in lines forever or, you know, something happens where you have to take care of a friend. And so I always tell everyone, like there's always so much planning and preparation that you can do but there is something that will go wrong. Yeah. And you just have to like let go and kind of embrace the ride and take it for what it is. And like, this is something I still learn, you know, each time I go to an event, you know, like no event ever really looks perfect, but when it does, it's amazing, but there are going to be some bumps in the road. So just kind of be open to whatever. And, you know, you'll learn with each event you go to, right? Like I definitely learned that, you know, certain shoes weren't comfortable. So I tried to get better shoes the next one. So definitely with each event, just try to improve your experience as much as you can and wear the, whatever the heck you want. Don't feel like you need to wear all these super done up outfits, like wear what you feel comfortable in. And as you go to more and more events, your style is going to evolve, you know, and just allow yourself to have fun and let go all those good things. (laughs) Mm, Yes. And this one specifically rung in my ears. What the hell do you do with your cell phone? Because my oh. thing is like, I want pictures and videos, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be chained to the damn thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want it on me. I don't want to be accessible. If there happens to be service, I know there's usually not, but like, I don't want to be reached. 
Yeah. So I am not the best person for this because I'm always holding my phone um, because I'm always getting the content. However, um, I have a lunchbox hydration pack that's anti-theft is specifically built for festivals made by festival goers. Um, they do a pocket on the strap that mine fits in even with the case. Um, and it keeps it there pretty tightly. So even if I don't want to hold it, it's right there when I need it. And then they also have fanny packs that are anti-theft, the snack and sling pack, and they have like clasps and like, they keep everything very secure. So you could get a really nice fanny pack like that. I've also been seeing, um, if you already have a fanny pack, there's this thing that you can get, I'll have to go find it where it's a chain keychain kind of thing. And you attach it to the fanny pack, but then you attach it to like your phone. I don't know where it plugs in or attaches, but that's another way. So if someone tries to take, like, say your phone out of your pocket, it's already attached to your fanny pack or something like that. Um, so there's definitely like little things like that. However, I just, I keep it on me somehow and I've never had any issues. I've heard of some people like, you know, getting their phone literally taken out of their hands. Someone will catch these hands if that happens because like (laughs) all my content lives on there. So, um, and then there's other things that you can do. I keep find my iPhone on, I have certain settings set up. I back up, you know, all my photos and stuff to iCloud immediately and stuff like that, just in case it happens. Cause it does, but you can definitely focus on getting, you know, some of those products to keep your stuff safe and whatnot. Okay. So if somebody wanted to go and take pictures and videos and not have a phone with them, do you think that would be an issue? Like, cause for me, I know, like if I have my phone on me, I just, it's an anxious habit to get on it and like scroll mm-hmm. through my apps and just be on it. And I want to be like, fully there. So like, I'm wondering if I should just take like a camera with me or you like, do that. you also won't have service most of the time. So that's true. <laughs> that's true. And I can um, only do so much opening of apps that aren't loading. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you also, um, can turn off the data specifically, and that keeps your phone battery, um, more intact. So like I'll go to my settings and I'll turn off like all of the setting, all all of the data, except for like my phone calls and text messages. That way there's no like roaming or like, you know, Instagram's not trying to load in the background. I don't know. And yeah, you most likely won't have service to even really be on your phone. So like even me, I'm not posting in real time. I tried doing it and I hate doing it. So I just get all the content and then I'll post like a recap while I'm chilling at like camp or chilling at the hotel or like whatever if I have service, um, or I'll wait till the weekend's done and I'll do like daily recaps. Um, that's just kind of like what I prefer. Okay, cool. Cool. I really like that. Um, what kinds of tools, I don't know if tools is the right word. What are the like devices you use for your content creation at festivals or is it just your iPhone? It's just my phone. Um, I have the 11 pro, not the max. I don't think, I think it's 11 pro. I used to have a camera. It was the Sony a6000. Um, it's technically not allowed at events because it has a detachable lens. However, security usually doesn't know the difference or I have a press pass, which allows me to bring it. Um, I've only had one time where they asked about the camera, but I did get a Sony ZV one that doesn't have a detachable lens. It's a perfect little vlogging camera, but the audio was awful on it. Like it just sounded like the bass was super drowned out. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out something else. So I upgraded my phone and I was like trying it out and it's 
perfect. The camera quality is crazy these days on these phones. So I just use that now for content creating. I'll still bring my camera for like hotel shots or like travel shots or like stuff like that. Or like if I'm doing like a get ready with me, I'll like set up that camera. But otherwise at the festival, I'm using my phone. Wow. And I've seen a lot of your content and holy shit. I thought it was like some some fancy video camera with like a whole crew. (laughs) Yeah. So like my sit down videos are all the camera, the nice camera, but you know, all the festival shots, like TikToks, all of that is done on the phone. That is so sweet. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So I have one more thing before we end today. And I just, I don't want you to tell my listeners about this because this is the cutest thing when it popped up on my Instagram feed, you were Mm -hmm. at a festival and you had these like little finger puppets oh, yeah. and like these little toys and you were like handing them out. And I thought it was so amazing and like such a great like notion to the universe. And so I would love for you to tell them about what that is and like yeah. what it symbolizes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, one of the big interactions in our community that we do is candy trading. So we have these bracelets that are Um, you know, the, you might've played with them when you were little. Yeah. And there are plastic beads that you can form together, put some words and like spell something out. Um, and I've been doing that, you know, since I started going to raves and festivals lately, I have just been not having the patience to make anymore. (laughs) It's something that I love to get crafty, but making those just takes a long time. And so I really haven't like sat down to make candy in a long time. So I still wanted to have some type of like community interaction, you know, whether with people I meet or some of my followers, and I wanted to still be able to give them something. And, um, you know, I do still have some candy bracelets that say like vibe with aid, vibe tribe, stuff like that. So I give that out, but I started giving out finger puppets 2019. I want to say beginning of 2019, I was going to Holy ship, which is a cruise ship festival, which is like so much fun. And so I went to Amazon and I just ordered a big pack of these finger puppets. And I was just like having one, like I would have one on my finger and then I would like hand them out to people. And so, um, I didn't really do it too much 2019. And then like 2021 came back and I was like, yeah, like, let me order some more like fun things. And other people order like some fun little finger toys, like a fake hand you can put or like a little animal, other animal, like I've gotten the craziest things. (laughs) And yeah, I brought that back for, you know, these 2021 fest or 2022 festivals. And it's been super fun because I have a little bag. And so I have people reach in and grab something and see what they pull out. And it's super fun um, to just like interact with people in that way. And Electric Forest that I go to every year is a big kind of like gifting community. So that's definitely one that I brought like two packs of those finger puppets and they all were gone. (laughs) (laughs) People love that shit. People love cute little silly things like finger puppets. And I saw that you gave a journal away too, right? Yeah. So at Electric Forest, there's called The Giving Tree. And so I had a manifestation journal and I left it at the giving tree and that got snatched really quick. Um, literally I saw the girl that take it, took it and I went up and just like introduced myself. And I was like, I hope you get what you need, like out of this journal, like blah, 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 blah. She's like, I could really use something like this. So I gave that away. I also had an affirmation deck that I was going to leave there, but a girl ended up letting me sit on, have, do you know what a moon mat is or have you heard of it? So she let me sit on her moon mat while like her friends were going to grab food. Cause I was like talking to a friend and she let me sit there for like a solid, like 15, 20 minutes. So I ended up just giving her the affirmation deck. It was, um, 
Do I have it? Oh yeah. It was this butterfly affirmation deck. You can get on Amazon. Um, I ended up just giving it to her. And then I also just had like single affirmation cards that I was like leaving around the forest for people to find. (laughs) Oh, there's so much good energy being spread. Yeah. It was so, it was so, oh my God, I had a funny story about this. If we have time for me to share. Okay. So, um, what's that? Was it, it was during tin liquor in the forest and all my friends were just hanging out seated because it was super packed for his set. And I was like, wait, I have like a bunch of gifts to still give out. And this was like day two. Like I thought I, like I was going to run out of time <laughs> to give out these <laughs> gifts. And I had these little affirmation cards and I was like, if you guys are staying here, I'm just going to go prance around and go leave these somewhere. Right. So I started doing that and I left one somewhere and a girl was like, Oh, what is that? Like, can I have one? And I was like, Oh yeah. So I gave it to her and it has a vibe with me sticker that has like my little vibe with aid kind of, um, Instagram, like logo, YouTube, whatever, uh, a follower of mine made these stickers for me. And so she starts looking at it and then she like, I'm like standing there fiddling with something. I don't know what I was doing. (laughs) Like we were just still standing by each other and she was kind of looking at it. And I was like, trying to perfectly place something. And she like, looks at it. Then she looks at me and she looks at it again. She's like, wait, are you aid? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh my God, I was wondering when I'd find you. And you're literally right here. Cause I was also wearing a mask too. It was super dusty. So it was kind of mm-hmm. hard for her to tell, I think. Uh, and I also had the braids too, like the festival braids. And so she was like, Oh my God, like, this is so crazy. I was like, isn't that crazy? Like ah! it just always seems to happen whenever you want me around, I pop up. Cause I, I've heard that from so many other people at electric forest where they're like, I literally would think of, I like, I was literally thinking about you earlier today and like, here you are. And I'm like, this place is crazy. Like the craziest things always happen at forest with like synchronicities and stuff. So that was just a fun oh my little moment from that. You're like a genie. You rub the lamp yeah. and then Abe comes, <laughs> Abe comes out. Literally. That's, it's happened so much, at, especially at Electric Forest, because that's the one festival where I've done a lot of content and like preparation tips for people. And so like, I remember this whole like group of five people past me and they're like, Aid, oh my God, she's here. Forest Aid. I was like, yeah, hi. <laughs> so it was oh always gosh. super fun when I get to go to Forest and experience oh, that. You're like a little mini rave celeb. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's so People funny. Like, it's Vibe with Aid, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's such a fun name, too. I feel like you, that's a perfect brand name, Vibe with Aid. Oh, like, thank it's you. so catchy. Like, yeah, thank I'm down you. to Vibe with Aid. Sign yeah. me up. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Aid, and for making time and holding this space. I feel like my listeners are going to get so much insight off this episode and they're just oh, going to absorb your energy. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And I can't wait to meet in person at fruition. <laughs> me and Jane just did our interview and we finished our call the same way, being like, see yeah. you in October. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. It means so much. If you liked this episode, give it a share on your story. Tag Aid and I. If you really love this episode, consider leaving us a rating or a review so we can continue to grow and reach more hearts and souls. All right, you guys, this has been so real. This has been wishing you wellness.